Hi, welcome to Habits and Hope, the podcast that's not about perfection, not about punishing yourself. It's about being purposeful to be the person we were intended to be, joyful and fulfilled. If you're joining us for the first time, we always encourage you to go back and listen to previous episodes because there's so much you've missed if this is where you're jumping in, but we're glad you're here. If you're returning, awesome. Please continue to listen and support because we're so excited you're here. We're just here to grow together, right? You know what else is really cool about doing this podcast out of obedience? Again, if you're new here, I always say this is my act of obedience to God. Um, It was a big continual push to get me to, okay, I guess this is what I'm supposed to do with some of my testimonies and some of my stories and experience and so forth. This is how I got here. But a lot of weeks, I'm like, what am I supposed to talk about this week? And always in the nick of time, you know, it comes to me maybe from something I hear, something I read, driving down the road. (laughs) It's me like a lightning bolt. That's sort of what happened with this week's. That what really came to me was that I feel like a lot of people rely on willpower. Me too. And you think I can power through things. I can, I can, I can do it. I just got to be determined. And while sometimes we can, we also end up beating ourselves up when we can't. So what really dawned on me, and I really feel like this came straight from God, was that I don't think most of us have a willpower problem. We have a perspective problem. And I'm going to elaborate on them. <laughs> so one, failure and going back to things we know aren't good for us or not doing the things we should do is completely normal. In fact, I don't know how I missed this one before, but Paul, dear Paul, who we feel is like the Christian of Christians. I mean, he was the Jew of Jews, the, you know, the Roman. And while he, you know, did some bad things to Christians, he became like the founder of churches and and so forth. And so, so many of us got like kind of put him on the area where I think, um, at least towards the end, you know, he was willing to die for Christ, you know, sacrifice, live with a thorn in the flesh and so forth. But in Romans seven fourteen, he really talks about how he's a creature of the flesh. We all are a creature of the flesh and that it's basically of that flesh that creates that. I don't do what I should do. I do what I hate or shouldn't do. And so he struggled with this too. And boy, that brought that humanness to it. Um, and really makes you realize that, you know, we're all human and this is completely normal. So it's not just you. It's not just me. It's all of us. (laughs) I was just realizing one of the verses I forgot to put where it came from. So you might have to Google this one. I'll try and put it in the notes, but Proverbs something talks about how as a dog returns to its vomit, sorry if it's morning or you're eating because that's not a pleasant thought, but so do fools repeat their folly. So not calling any of you guys a fool or not calling myself a fool, but just saying again, we, it's not uncommon for us to keep doing the same things, even though we know it's not bringing us what we want. 1 Corinthians 10.13 says that no temptation has ever taken over that isn't common to man. What that's saying to us is that all these temptations, like you're not the only one struggling with X temptation. (laughs) That's 
it's common to man. There's really temptations that are, I would can't say everyone has experienced, but maybe the majority or a lot of people have experienced that you're struggling with. It's normal. The temptations take over. So here is just a lot of that proof of the Bible saying, look, you're not alone. You know, we all mess up. And then here's something else I thought of. If you really think about the times, you know, a lot of people like to say like that the times are worse. Well, there's a lot of bad things that have gone on in each different generation and each different time frame of the, of history. But because of electronics and convenience, fast food, the smartphones, the inundation of distractions, I don't think there has ever been a time before that is as bad as it is now, and it's probably going to continue to get worse. And believe it or not, Paul prophesies that basically in Second Timothy and chapter 3, around like 2 through 5, I would read around that. You might go look back a little bit more and, and forward a little bit more. I always recommend doing that. Anyhow, but he basically says that the temptations are going to overwhelm and people would deny and turn away from the power of God. We are in some times where temptations are just so overwhelming. So you're at an even greater disadvantage than even before. I mean, if you think about it, there was a time where fast food wasn't a temptation. <laughs> so it didn't exist and junk food didn't exist. And the ability to sit around and just watch something on your phone or TV or computer or whatever, it just didn't exist. But now it's more and more and more. So we get lazier. We don't have to work outside as much. We are set up perfectly in many ways to fail. <laughs> so um, what are we supposed to do about that? I, I heard this week and kind of then went and read on my own and kind of studied a little bit of it. In Judges, in chapter 7, the majority of it is talking about Gideon facing the Midianites. And he starts out with 32,000 men. And God says, no, 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 that's too many. So he sends a bunch of them home, a lot of them home. Well, God keeps saying, nope, too many, too many. And he says, like, look, if you guys win, it's all going to be your glory. And in, and that's not how it's going to be. If you want me to help you, I need you to take it down a notch, a lot of notches. So in the end, they have this tiny, basically weak army. And not saying that the men themselves were weak, but they had a tiny, I'm talking hundreds instead of the thousands that they had had before. And of course, God shows up and brings them victory and glory all goes to God, which is what God wanted to remove our pride out of it. You know, and I know we've kind of talked about this before, but basically, you know, there's that verse that says, you know, his power is made perfect in weakness. I'm not saying he necessarily wants this weak. We are being strong Christians and so forth. He just doesn't want us to be relying on ourselves. And it really hit me like relying on yourself is a form of pride, you know, versus that humility of Lord, I can't do this. I can't do this on my own. You know, I tried, I failed, and I need to quit trying on my own. And whatever it is I'm trying to do, I need to make room for you. Be okay with weakness and let your power come work through me. So that when I succeed, not if, when I succeed, 
all the glory will go to you. Ephesians 3.20 says, All glory to God. He is able through his mighty power in us to accomplish infinitely more than we can even ask or think. So when he's able to have the glory, we get out of his way. It's his mighty power that works through us. And it's infinite. And the Amplified Bible also says super abundantly. More power, more than we can even imagine, basically. So obviously that says stop relying on yourself. Because his power is going to be so much more than we can do on our own anyhow. And, and if we're, we're Christians and our mind is in the right place, then we don't want the glory, right? We want him to be the glory. So, cause like, what if your success, what if your success leads someone else to Jesus? Romans eight, eight through 11, it's basically saying, look, you're either controlled by the flesh or you're controlled by the spirit. And that's an interesting thought. Like if you're not basically letting the spirit take hold and, and let God be in control, then you're just letting the flesh. And if we know the flesh is weak, the flesh has temptations, the flesh yeah, basically often has a little bit of the devil working in there, right? And Zechariah 4, 6 talks about that it's not going to be by might or power. It's going to be by God's spirit. Again, supporting kind of the same thing. And then back over into, we talked about the first Corinthians 10, 13, that there's no temptation that's ever taken over that isn't common to man. But then it goes on and says, but God's going to provide the way of escape from temptation. Not you, God is going to provide that way out. Whatever that temptation may be, whatever you know is bringing you to the place that is not where you want to be. So don't think that like, just cause like, it's not considered necessarily a sin per se, or which that can get a little fudgy because like, well, what really is the sin, um, is sin, you know, being overweight. Well, you know, um, overindulgence of any kind. Don't dismiss that temptation can be of all kinds. It could be the temptation to not do things that you're supposed to do. The temptations can be to eat things that aren't healthy for you. The temptations could be to let your house be messy. There's lots of temptations. Let's just say that it's not always like the temptations to do something really horrible. <clears throat> Or even the temptation maybe to spend more than you're supposed to spend. Remember that the devil wants you more than anything defeated and discouraged. That's his goal. And it's one of the easiest ways to basically lead you down a bad, bad path. So just the reminder, and one day we'll probably go into this deeper but Ephesians 6 covers, like starting in verse 10, covers the armor of God. But listen to the attributes. You know, that these are the attributes that we need to put on so we can stand against the devil's schemes. It's the it's truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, and the sword of the Spirit of God. We have to be in his truth, seeking his righteousness, 
dwelling in his peace, having the faith that, you know, he can do the things we, we need him to do, or just the faith that he's there for us, whatever, whatever faith you need, um, that we, you know, we need to have true salvation where we truly have not just said we believe in Jesus, but we are truly acting as he, as if he's our actual Lord and savior. And, and that's sort of the spirit, you know, he is the power. He is the weapon. <laughs> he is what fights the battles. We just got to be in the right place. And that, that still is, you know, again and again, seeking him first, right? <clears throat> so what if instead, first, we stop beating ourselves up, giving up, or, and, or, so what if instead of, say, beating yourself up, giving up, it's too hard, whatever the, the problem is of, of relying on our willpower, what if we just resolve to seek God over and over and over again? It's not a once process, no one and done. It's over and over and over again. And as you do this, I think you'll realize that there's a perspective problem and I encourage you to ask for his help there too. And you'll, you want to start, like you want to set your mind in a starting point of like setting your mind on all those things above Colossians, Colossians three, one through two talks about, you know, whatever is good, what is lovely, put your mind in the right place, focus on something else, not on what you're trying to fix necessarily. And again, go back to 2 Corinthians 12, 8 through 10. And remember, his power is made perfect in weakness and his grace is sufficient. You do not need to beat yourself up anymore. So we're going to pray about a perspective change, but I'm going to give you kind of some examples. And hopefully that will, this is what came to me particularly very strongly for the message today. And has got me really thinking about a lot of things. And it's funny how you, it can be so clear in one area and you just don't even think about applying it in a different area. But so I used to be a supervisor at a post office and this one post office that uh, they sent me to had a lot of problems. One of the identified problems was the time the carriers were leaving in the morning. They were leaving too late, which was starting their day out too late and thus leading to be back really late in the evening and just kind of all kinds of problems. So previously, the higher up manager particularly was like, basically, which was always their mentality. This is why I do not work for them anymore. Just tell basically those lazy people to hurry up and get out faster. Drove me crazy. You know, like, just fix it. Whatever your problem is, just basically resolve to rely on yourself and leave earlier. Just go. (laughs) So, shockingly... That did not give any results. Just fix it. Just rely on willpower and just hurry up and get out. Just like maybe relying on yourself to be super excited to work out in the morning. Um, so what I did was I started by observing and asking questions and just seeing what might be going on that could be getting in their way. And one thing I found was that the clerks, they would get the mail from the distribution center and they would sort the mail into the different routes and 
the smallest thing, but yet so important, was that they were taking all these, the, the small packages, the really small ones that maybe fit in the mailbox, and they were putting them all in these totes. And these totes would only fit so many, and I'm sure at one point in time this process worked, but because of some of the, some of the dish, some of the online retailers who ship a lot of packages nowadays, and people have learned to rely on, <clears throat> there would be like five, six more totes stacked up and up and up and up with all these packages. They don't stack real well when they're loaded with packages. And you can only carry maybe about like two at a time, sometimes really only one, especially when they like to kind of fill them where they're like overflowing a little bit. So the carriers were making multiple trips across this post office and this post office is huge. It was super, super large. It's really like one of the biggest in the entire district. And so, I mean, it, it's massive. And so they were kind of taking a good long walk, getting one toad at a time, walking back and forth. The other thing was, was it took the clerks longer to sort these, the, the, the entirety of the mail, because there were so much times where there, so many times, because there were so many times where they were stopping because a tote was full. And by the way, there's like 64 routes in this office. So you're talking for 64 routes. They're stopping all the time and going getting a new tote because the tote is full. And it was just taking too long. So, okay, I'm like, okay, you know, I know it's simple, but this is a real problem. And so we identified the problem and we kind of a bunch of us got together and we brainstormed, what can we do? So we got an old bag system and a rack system from another post office. And these bags hold a lot. This is not what they were used for. I don't know any post office that used them for this, but we had to think out of the box. This was, they had their purpose back in the day for other things, but so I got this rack system that holds these big, big bags. You could almost fit like a pretty, a pretty tall child, older child in there. <laughs> so they're big. And I mean, these bags are almost as tall as me, so they're big. I'm not that tall, but you know, they're like, you know, four and a half, five feet tall. Okay. I'm not that short, but so we, you put them and you can sort all these bags like straight in a row. And of course there was a little growing pains from this, but we could put all their packages in one bag. The clerks were a million times faster than this. They were they only had to like set up the bags one time and the bags would hold all those small packages. And then they would take all each bag and drop it off at all the different routes. And, you know, like I said, there was little growing pains and so forth, but it worked and it was win, and it fixed the problem completely actually. So my point in all that, that was the story that like I particularly thought of was just saying like, do it, <laughs> fix it, you know, get healthy, get organized, get your finances, finance, get your finances in order, whatever it is, just saying fix it is rarely going to fix it. We're still relying on that willpower instead of God's power. And we need to back up and change our perspective and really break down maybe what really is the problem. So I encourage you really strongly 
two. I'm going to encourage you this week to back up. Again, set that mind above. Seek God's power and pray. And I want you to pray about the triggers of the real problems. Rather than I have a willpower, rather than I have a willpower problem, change your perspective. What are the real problems that could be relieved so that we could start working through these things? And I'm going to kind of give you some things to think about. What times are you at your weakest? What are you doing when you're at your weakest? Does boredom play a part in your does boredom play a part in your temptation? Does stress <clears throat> Does stress play a part in your temptation? Do you save your choices for the end of the day when maybe you're more tired, worn out, and overwhelmed? Where maybe the choices should have been made earlier? Are you maybe not working out because of a lack of energy? What could you do to fix the energy problem? Do you dread the exercise? What if that one type of exercise is just not for you? Just because Susie Q down the road is in fantastic shape because she runs every day. You try it and you absolutely loathe running, but you keep thinking, I'll just keep pushing through. I'll willpower through it. Maybe you're not a runner. It's okay to not be a runner. <laughs> so, you know, I had to, to, I used to love doing like regular cardio, still do, you know, maybe not running. I'm not big running. <laughs> it's too hard on my joints. It always has been, but more like, I guess, I mean, you know, back in the day we called it aerobics. Now they call it everything under the sun, but maybe like say a kickboxing kind of class or something like that. I would love those kinds of things. A lot of it now is a little rough on me being a little older. So I find that doing more weight stuff is, is helping me stay, get back in shape without hurting. <laughs> And I'm not loathing it so much anymore. And I mean, maybe I'll get back into, like, I'm adding a little more different kinds of cardio in there. But the bottom line is, like, what if it's just the type of exercise you've picked? If you're dreading it, that might be the problem. Are you craving particular types of food? Did you know that a lot of cravings are caused by nutritional deficiencies? It's really fascinating if you take, let's just say, I'm always craving chocolate. Yeah, I just heard a thing. I just was reading a thing about that magnesium can often be the cause of that. I forget what it is for salty, and that's what I probably need to look up again because I tend to crave salty um, over sweet. I'm not a big sweet person at all. And but each type of craving, like look up specifically, like what you are craving, if that is a problem, and find out if there are any potential nutritional deficiencies that could cause that. I'm not saying that that's it, because if you start taking it, and by the way, it might take a little while for you to relieve that nutritional deficiency, and there's even other things that could stop it, like, <clears throat> like when you, if you take a lot of antacids, your body cannot absorb magnesium. It actually caused restless legs in my husband. 
they gave him a different medicine to just stop the restless legs. And finally, one day I was like, hold on, we're just adding medicine upon medicine for one symptom to another to another. And did some research and found that that about the NS, it's completely blocking the absorption of magnesium. And guess what causes restless legs? Lack of magnesium. And so there's a lot that can be solved by implementing, of course, whole foods is the ideal way to get the right nutrition in. A lot of vitamins might be flushed right through or they need certain things to complement one another. So do some good research and don't just immediately say like, well, that wasn't it. <laughs> so, but my point is, is to pray through it that God will show you that it, you know, what could you do to change your perspective of the problem instead of going, it's just me. I just can't seem to power through it. I just can't seem to avoid the temptations. I can't say no. You know, I know it's a problem, but there's nothing I can do. One, we're going to like recognize that we can't rely on ourselves. We're going to take the pride out of it. And we're going to turn to God and we're going to say, help me see what the real problem is. Because the real problem is not your willpower. You're looking at it wrong. <clears throat> and, you know, if you come up with something and you want to reach out to me and help, and you know, that's, that's what we can do. We can brainstorm together. This is what my problem is. Now I know, and I've dealt with this. Sometimes the biggest temptations come from the people who live in your house. And that's a tough one, to be honest. That one's really tough, but I still have some ideas and I still think God can show us the way. I think I, I know God can show us the way and he can get us through it. Because again, remember his power is made perfect in weakness. He's ready to show you his glory and he's ready to show everyone around you his glory. So we just got to remove ourselves out of the equation and get out of his way. I hope that that resonated with you. And this is, I mean, I, I came to the same realization myself. I started brainstorming through some of the things that like, you know, it's like, you know, more bad choices are made in the evening and I already kind of have been working through the cooking thing. And that is really working. It's super, it's working super well in so many, so many different ways, but just having that set rotating four weeks of meals. And even if I like get tired of something, we'll just like pull it out. But even then I still know on that day, it's supposed to be this type of food. Gosh, it's just made things so easy, but it, even still I'm like, okay, I think there's some boredom sometimes. I think, I think I need to switch some things up, maybe purposely go on like walks, do maybe some more hobbies in the evening. I've started adding some specific chores to like my goal list. And like the other day I was so, so tired. Thank goodness. I had already worked out in the morning. I'd done a lot of stuff, but I really wanted to get done these two things. One was to kind of finish some putting up some of the stuff from our vacation that was in our, ended up in my bedroom and two was to clean the bathrooms because I'm following the clean mama and that was what I was supposed to do. And I did not feel like doing it. I could have just like laid down at that moment and slept and it was so tempting to do so, but I decided to push through. Now I did finally say, cause I think we have three bathrooms, uh, one and a half downstairs and a full one upstairs too. 
And I was like, okay, look, I am resolving to handing over two teenagers can clean the bathroom upstairs for goodness sake. So I was like, you clean your sink, you clean your sink. They each have a sink. One of you clean the toilet, one of you clean the bathtub. Done. So I did hand that over, but I pushed through, did those things, was able to check it off. And I promise you, as hard as it was, trust me, it was really tempting to just go sit down <laughs> and rest. But as hard as it was, powering through it and getting it done, nothing felt better. Nothing. And so just keep that in mind that sometimes, you know, just shifting our focus. I had to rely on God's power through that one for sure. Have a fantastic week and I'll see you next time. So if we look at it and take the whole willpower as our problem, whatever that problem is, and we pray about maybe what the real problem actually is and what some triggers are that could possibly be relieved or hurdles or other things that could be changed and re-looked at. Just, just start with the perspective. Lord, help me see and change my perspective because obviously I need to seek you first. And obviously I need to not just rely on myself. But what else am I missing? What else do I need to see? And so here are some things that you can think about. Maybe what times are you at your weakest? What are you doing when you feel like you're at your weakest? Does boredom play a part in the temptation? Does stress play a part in the temptation? Do maybe you save a lot of your choices and decisions or activities that really need to get done, whether it's cleaning or working out or cooking or whatever, do you save everything for the end of the day when you're maybe the most tired? Are you maybe, let's just say, not working out because you have a lack of energy? If you have a lack of energy, maybe there's an energy problem that needs to be addressed. And we'll get into that more. Do you dread the exercise? What if it's the type of exercise you're choosing and not just exercise in general? It's okay to not be a runner. There's a lot of people who are not runners. Are you craving particular types of foods? Did you know that a lot of different cravings relate directly with nutritional deficiencies? So you can go and Google whatever it is you constantly crave and actually find out what maybe you are lacking. It's kind of interesting, actually, if you study it. For example, I read recently that if you crave chocolate, you likely might be missing magnesium. But just going and taking a magnesium pill, potentially you might not see a result. And I'll tell you why. One example, if you take the acids, particularly like the proton inhibitors, you cannot absorb magnesium. Because basically from what I read and understood and have actually sort of seen, that medicine actually blocks the receptors for receiving magnesium basically kind of fills that gap so it can't be absorbed what happened with my husband who has horrible reflux plus his heart has for pretty much since he was in the military for whatever reason so he takes antacids on the regular been taking them for many many years and he started to develop restless legs so the doctors gave him this basically anti-seizure medicine and they're like, there, that'll fix it. I'm like, uh, I don't like adding medicine 
I'm pet medicine, I'm pet medicine, something's wrong. I feel like there's more to it. And so I started doing some reading, found out most of the time restless legs, and even if he took magnesium, still is kind of an issue. If he doesn't take a break from his antacids from time to time, he will still have a magnesium deficiency. I'm sure he has a magne magnesium deficiency all the time as it is right now. And one day, hopefully we can get him past that. But for now, it just starts with where, now does he crave chocolate? No, but he doesn't like crave anything for whatever reason. So, so, you know, even just in craving something, it could reveal things about your health. But bottom line is there are triggers and hurdles and things that we have that go on because there's actually a deeper underly underlying problem. We just have to look to God, pray through it, and ask him to start showing us and revealing and changing our perspective. And when you do, maybe maybe this is a great thing to journal. I'm not a big journal, to be honest. Not that I don't absolutely love the concept and support it fully. It's just kind of just another task I don't need to add onto my list right now. But I do write a lot of little notes. I just have this notebook that I kind of write down every day, like, here's my to-dos, here's kind of my schedule, here's the important things. And I'll just randomly write little notes here and there. So I think I'll be working on the same thing this week. So I encourage you to pray through, let go of the willpower, and give room for God to work on your perspective and really use his power. Because when his power shows up and you succeed, when you succeed, not if, when, his glory will shine and other people will say, wow, how did you do that? And guess where you point? Not to yourself. I pray you have a fantastic week. I can't wait to hear maybe what you have found. And if you find something and you're like, I don't want to, do, don't know what to do next, feel free to reach out on any form of social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram. We got email at habitsandhope at gmail.com. Feel free to reach out and go, okay, I, I, he revealed the problem and I don't know what to do next. Of course, I can encourage you to pray, but I'll help you too. Have a fantastic day and a fantastic week.